Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips to help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Today we have a great author on the show, author Dick Dalsky, and he's been on several times before. Today we're going to talk about Claire Carlson, a character that every one of us would like to have made. She's unbelievable. (laughs) And so I'm going to let him talk about what he's done in the last, well, he's very busy, so he's on another three series. So, Dick, why don't you tell everybody how, you know, all the books you have and the ones that are coming out. So we can do that first. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Marcia. Um, great. Great to talk to you. It's been it's been uh, it's been a while. Been too long. I uh, I know that. There was a period I know. where I, I was why. on the show. Uh, we we were talking uh, every time we'd see a TV show. We go, let's go on the air and talk. About I know. That show, I, well, you know? I have some I have some to talk to you about that, and I think I want to have enough of those shows soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, you know, sometimes when you get busy, you know, there's so much on TV now, it's it's hard sometimes to keep up with it all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, the, yeah, the new book, uh, uh, Broadcast Blues, which is number six in my series by Claire Carlson, who's a woman TV journalist in New York, and uh, that came out uh, last week, January 2nd. And, uh, it, you know, so I've, I've obviously been dealing with that. It's uh, it's out in uh, hardcover and uh, ebook at the moment. And uh, uh, it's coming in because uh, uh, a lot of people. I mean, it's amazing how many people like Audible now. Uh, you know, people I'm one always of them. Say, I'm, Audible, I'm, one like of them. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. You, you were asking about it. So yeah. the Audible version, uh, the woman who's doing it is working on it now, and I think um, it'll. They, they're saying it'll be ready like late January, early February. Yeah, and, it's hard. And, it's you know, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. It is. And uh, you know, and as an author, it's you know, I've never. Um, I've never been fortunate enough, obviously, to have one of my books made into like a TV show or a movie, but it's the closest thing that comes to it because you yeah. you you hear somebody, you hear another woman reading Claire's lines, the lines that that I wrote for Claire, but right. it's coming out of this woman's mouth, this actress, because they generally hire like some kind of a, a, a speak, you know, an actress or some speak speaking actress yeah. kind of person to do it. And um, it's 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 pretty exciting to hear somebody else say yeah. your words. Cause, you know, it's just, uh, sometimes it feels so, like uh, it does. It's not me writing. Does it feel like that to you when you're listening to it? It's yeah. It's just a weird. It's a weird thing. It, it is uh, weird. It's very it's, weird. Uh, it I actually know. to me to me I don't I don't know. If I don't know. I mean, it's not egotistical, but it actually sounds better to me. Like, wow, did I write that? You know. Well, that's what I <laughs> that's say. Pretty that's pretty I, call, I called. One, I called. I called the narrator because I actually thought she added some lines. Because I'm thinking this sounds really good apart, and I'm going, right. I didn't write that. And she, she wrote it. No, it's just from your book. You're right. I think it sounds better. I I, I love one of books. And then and then they always you know they always uh, there are things you just never think about like like. Right. They um, they'll they you know before they did this one or some years they'll write to you and they'll say 
are there any special like sense or something yeah. that you want yeah, one right. of the characters to do? And when you're when yeah. you're when I'm writing a book, I'm I'm not thinking about that. I'm not somebody who writes in accents. You know, I don't have somebody talking, right. you know, in heavy Italian or something like yeah. that. Uh, but so I just basically like I'm kind of like no whatever you you know whatever you think. right right. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's so it's fun. But yeah, so the book uh, the book came out and everything's. Uh, Everything's, you know, the, you know, when a book comes out, and I'm sure you understand this, you're always like, yeah. are people gonna like this? You know, like, like, I know you that. know, like, because it's <laughs> like being an actor or an actress. It's like you put yourself yeah. out there, and people can go online and tell you that it's horrible or it's embarrassingly bad or whatever. And, and fortunately, so far, uh, well, I don't gotten, think they're gonna you know, say really, really about great your work. reviews. <laughs> Well, it's you know, I try I try to avoid putting out that kind of right. book, but uh, but <laughs> so the, yeah, the reviews and everything have been good, and the only or a disappointment uh, so far has been uh, for anybody who who might be actually listening to this or hearing this from New York, is I had a big book party, a big book launch party that was supposed to be scheduled for Tuesday. Uh, of this week uh, at Mysterious Bookstore here, and that was going to be the you know the kick the official kickoff for yeah. it, and you yeah. know we're going to a lot of people were supposed to show up, and it was very I was very excited about it, and of course we and I'm and I'm sure you're not unfamiliar with this in Chicago, we got hit with uh-huh. this massive uh, storm, and uh, at the last minute the bookstore had to call off because like people were know. afraid to come in, go go to the event so we're going to have to right be, right that'll be rescheduled but uh, other than that it's been uh it's been good marcia <laughs> yeah i have that in one of my books um somebody one of my characters in grand central he had a, a book signing and it was a snowstorm it was his first you know signing of a book and nobody came because it was a yeah. it was a horrible snowstorm because like in chicago or new york if you get a horrible storm i mean we have I mean, you have a lot, had a lot of bad ones lately. We used to have a lot more. Thank God we don't. But we had a lot of storms that they had to cancel a lot yeah. of things. Well, New York, we don't. I mean, we don't get that. I mean, like I'm from Cleveland, so I have weather probably similar oh, yeah. to Chicago, where we grow, where yeah, I grew up. That's but, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but but I also I spend a lot of time in New Jersey, and in New Jersey we have, you know, you know, once you get out, I mean, when you're in the city, yeah. you're pretty much protected, but. Uh, this was actually going to be suburbs. like like just massive rain and wind, and when that happens, things yeah. happen like the subways get flooded and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, I, anyway, yeah. uh, but but I, I will say that you know, and and uh, the, the 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 idea of having a book signing and no one show up is the ultimate horror of every author. Know. You know, like sitting there with exactly. a book with nobody, <laughs> right? There, you know. <laughs> But uh, the other the other thing that's been going on here is uh, on the same day, which was we had, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of, you know, winter flus and COVID going around. And uh, and uh, uh, so I had about about a dozen people who called in sick. And then I had a dozen more who told me that they didn't want to come because they were afraid of the weather. And so at some point it was like, okay, you know, we're going to have to call this off because, you know, everybody is staying home for, for a variety of reasons. Right, which is true. But, you know, look, at, um, I, I myself have COVID right now, and I didn't have it the whole time. Well, I think I did have it right before COVID came up yeah. about, cause I, you know, four years ago, because I remember how I, sick I was, and I think then right. COVID came out. So it's four years now to the day almost of when I was sick, but I had lost my smell, my sense of smell, and everything before they knew it was COVID. But now, 
a lot of people judge their life that go like, well, this happened before COVID and, oh, this happened after COVID. And, you right, know, right. I noticed that on my shows, people say that. And the doctor said to me, she goes, did you go on a plane? I go, no. Did you go to an event? I go, no. You know, I do go to restaurants and I do, you know, right. I go shopping and I do a lot of stuff. But I don't go to big events, but it doesn't matter anymore. So I guess we're all out there and whatever happens, happens. I, I don't think there's well, anything think we could do now. No, I think, you know, and, and, and people are no longer, you know, wearing masks or taking all the precautions. And, I know. And uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that um, I, so, I know here in New York, I know a lot of people who've gotten it. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, good, the good side of it, I guess, is that uh, for most people now, it's not a life-threatening thing. It's, right. It's right. just a minor right. annoyance, you know, um, and that's why people are just kind of living with it. I mean, most people... Um, that have had it, you know, it's kind of like a cold or like, a, yeah, you know, just yeah, having the flu yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. and I think a lot of that probably has to do with, um, among other things, the fact that most of us have had uh, um, more than one vaccine and probably the vaccine right. is, you know, right. kind of I like still so. in you in some, in some way and, yeah. and, and dealing with it. Yeah. I had it once uh, about a year, a little over a year ago. And, uh, you know, fortunately, knock on wood, my, 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 yeah. my case was like less than, it was, I couldn't even believe I had it. You know, I was like, really? Yeah. I'm positive, you know? And, uh, um, yeah. so that's, you know, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's it's what a lot of people, right, exactly. You know? you know, but the problem is a lot of young people, you know, I mean, they, you know, this is the world they're living in now. And it's, you know, they have to go to school and do things. And I know a lot of people, they, you know, the kids, they don't want to be home. And I get that. You know, we never had anything like this. So I think for them, and, you know, there's just, I've had show after show, not actually not this year, but about COVID and how it affected people because it really did right. affect a lot of people if they were alone, if they didn't have anything to do. You know, you're a writer, so you always have something to do. When you're, you know, I feel like even if I'm just sitting, I'm writing in my head. <laughs> so I feel like I'm working. Right. But right. a lot of people that don't have a hobby or do anything, they're kind of lonely and they're by themselves. And, you know, so I think right. that's one well, of the things. Yeah. I think COVID, yeah, to me, it was one of the most life changing of our, you know, change of our lives. And yeah. it still yes. does. Um, the other thing that I find, um, I would find difficult. I mean, I don't, I've worked full time for, you know, for journalists of yeah. newspapers and worked yeah. in newsrooms most of my life. And now as a writer, obviously I work on my own, although I still tend to work out in public a lot, but I mean, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm writing for myself. Uh, but right. uh, I just find it. Um, and I just, I just think from a psychological point of view, so many companies now, uh, you know, they, they still, you, you still are not back They're to still like a normal company. I know. You go to the office, I can't people are working at home, they're right. working yeah. remotely. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. And I just think that has an impact on you because I don't know about yeah. your background, but I know with me, one of the things that was the greatest for my state of mind was going into an office with all sorts of people right. and friends and kind of right. hanging out and, and, you know, conversations back and forth and going it. to the bar. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has disappeared and, uh, you know, people are, you know, people are waking up and they're working from home. And uh, to me, you're, you're missing out on something with that experience, but I just, I think yeah, that's I think that's the true. way the world I, I do. Now. And yeah. I think the kids that, 
they have a lot of kids don't like that, and the ones that are staying at home a lot. Like I know, like well, I work for doctors, so when you work for doctors and in hospitals, you can't be home. I mean, that's just it. We went to work sick. Before. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is before yeah. COVID, naturally. The doctors were sick. We didn't wear masks. We didn't wear gloves, and people were sick all the time. You know, and I never thought about anything because we just did it. It was my job. You know, and I love being with people, so I can't imagine. You know at a very young age, having to stay home a lot. Well, I can't, I can't ever imagine writing, uh, doing a book where Claire Carlson is working remotely because that would be, she would be in her apartment by herself. But you know know why? It's a good thing you said that because the truth is someone like her, you know, um, you, you can't because I, I, pretty sure though that people that are home they don't have as much fights in the office because you don't have fights when you're not usually in the room with a person and so yeah, i think fights that sometimes atmosphere. are good i mean you know they're important i think so, i mean yeah. when i say fights arguments discussions, no, I debates you know yeah yeah i think they're very um, good but I, you know I, I mean this brings up a point um marcia that um we may have talked about in the past but i know a lot of it's come up in a lot of author discussions yeah. which is writing about covid so I personally have never included COVID in any of my books. Uh, some people say this. Well, I have you know, I heard you say that. I, right. I heard you say that on Fran's show. I, I have yeah, never done I just, that either. And, and I think she agrees. I think she felt the same yeah. way. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like, like, and I've heard authors be very vehement about this. You know, I, I, I yeah. just think that uh, to me, you, you're going into a fictional world. It's a suspension of belief. It's not the right. real world. And when somebody right. reading a book, they want to read, they, they want to escape a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I also don't, I, I don't get into, you know, po- politics. You know, some authors, you know, no. they, you know, I, I don't know get that. into I know politics. That. I don't get into Donald Trump Me, or anything do in I. my books <laughs> because I just right. feel that that's not. I, I don't, I don't like that when I read a book. Even, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, one of my favorite authors of maybe my favorite author of. Of, of recent times is Michael Conley. I love all these books. Great uh-huh. author. Yeah. But he wrote like one of the books during COVID, and you know, every minute it was somebody they were putting on a mask and they were talking about getting. Yeah, I didn't want you know, that. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, I was just like, I just don't yeah. want to read that, you know. And uh, yeah. So in my books, um, I mean, look, if people want to do it, they can do it. But in my yeah. books, there is no, uh, there is no COVID, and um, and you'll never really but, find but out what Claire's political issues is. <laughs> But your books that? are real. Your books are real, though. It's not that you don't talk about real things. You talk. You don't right. talk about that because your dialogue. You're a great dialogue. I mean, I, I've said that to you before. You write a lot of dialogue, and I love dialogue. I write a lot too. And then sometimes they say cut it, the dialogue. But when when you are writing dialogue, when a person reads dialogue, you're right there with them. So I love dialogue. You're you write I a love, lot of. Uh, I, that's the part of writing I love the most is the the you back do. and forth, you know, the the quips yeah. and the 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 debate. Um, I I have more trouble, uh, and, I, and I do probably less. Of, uh, one thing I probably do less of than most authors is description. I don't get into like you I know, do. I don't either. I, I don't know. do two I don't pages either. about the the sunset or something. You know, no, I, I don't either. I, you know, yeah, and uh, I can't. Uh, I don't think I can. I don't think I can write well, like that. I've tried, but doesn't I work can't really either, and I don't want to. No. And and one of the, you know, it's interesting because one of the uh, I've done, and I know you have too, obviously. So one of the uh, things I really like about script writing, and even though I haven't, you yes. know, I've just played around with yes. that, is you that in script writing, it's sure. virtually all dialogue. You know, I mean, and and yeah. and there's no description. I mean, you know, it's kind of like. Right. 
the the sunset three words and then you go into the yeah. you know the dialogue right. but um uh, uh yeah so the but the dialogue is fun uh one of the things uh, that um people are always amazed at me about is that i don't i don't write most of the time at home i go somewhere i go to a coffee shop i yeah. go to a yeah. you know I've, I, I've written on the beach i write on subways i've written yeah. in bars you know i mean i'll i go out in public and i sit i'll sit in a park and write and one of the reasons is is i just get inspired by having people talking around me when i'm working if you i'm like in yeah, silence, i, like I have I trouble and yeah. so like i try and capture that feel of the the back and you know the, and I try and I try and make it as best it's I great. can the way people really talk not not stilted in any way but you right. know just a lot of uh, a lot of actual conversation but that's my I agree. that's by far I love I love writing dialogue uh, and I kind of dread the parts where I have to I mean the action scenes know. you know can be fun but uh, I probably do less description than most authors uh, because like you said, not only do I not like it, I don't think I'm particularly good at that, but I think I, yeah. I do yeah. like my dialogue. <laughs> Your dialogue is fabulous. That's why I'm bringing it up because it is, you know, because I like that and you feel like for me, dialogue, it's like you're watching it and you're watching these two people right. talk. And I tell people, a lot of people, how, do, how they want to know how they can possibly do, they can't, they don't understand how to do dialogue. I go, okay, fine. Sit down, put, Take two people in a room and ask a question of one and have them talk. And then you will see that's a conversation. And then you can do that with your writing because that's all it is, is two or three people talking at the same, you know, they're just conversing. Yeah. And again, it's just because now, like, I mean, you see this, on, I say this like on TV shows and stuff a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, the, yep. the really great shows of you know, like sitcoms and stuff. It's like you you don't feel like they're being written. You just feel like the people are talking. I mean, if you watch, right? I don't know, you know Cheers yeah. or Seinfeld or something. You don't. Yeah. You're not. You're not thinking like somebody is writing those words. They're not jokes. They're just right. people sort of talking. And unfortunately, a lot of shows you see on the air, you can you can you can hear the scriptwriter in the background doing the oh, line. Oh my god! You know, yes, and I know. Not, it's just not because natural. they all sound the same. They don't have their own voice. That's one of the problems. They don't. They yeah, all sound yeah. like the writer's voice. And if you know who the writer that's is, it, they, it, yeah. you go, "Oh, that's that well, person yeah, yeah. talking." Well, not that's the character. That's an interesting thing about dialogue because uh, you know yeah. people have brought that up is that you need to uh, you need to vary the dialogue even in the book. So in other words, Claire talks a certain way, uh, yeah. and, and you know when people it, it, and I ta- I think this is a compliment. A lot of people have said to me, uh, and you know you're listening to me now. People are listening to me now. A lot of people have said to me like. My characters, especially like Claire, she said she talks like you. You know, she sounds like you. No, right. I yes, sound a lot right. like the character. Uh, yeah. But the problem is when you have other characters in the book, you've kind of got to make them sound a little different. You know, you don't want everyone talking yeah. like Claire. No. You know, so, no. so no. Uh, no. sometimes no. that's a little Well, they don't say the same work. things because when you talk about the yeah. other people, they, they don't talk like her at all because she has her own distinct voice, which after right. all these books – but I have to work at her. You know, I have to. That's that. That doesn't oh, just course. happen automatically. You have to. You have to work at it. But I again, I think that, you know, the most. I, I don't know if you ever heard the Ernest Hemingway and you know story on dialogue. I'm not the biggest Hemingway, you know, expert, but yeah. I always remember he he wrote. We was talking about how how the dialogue was so crucial, and I'm always fascinated by how great writers wrote. And so Hemingway, 
uh, he would write his books out in longhand, which I actually do too. He would write all yeah, the descriptive, wonderful things in longhand. But when he was writing dialogue, he, he had a typewriter. You know, we had typewriters on those things, and he stood yeah, up. Because it's, it's back and forth. At a typewriter and, and, and did the dialogue because he said that kind of the rap rap of the keys was the kind of feel he wanted in the dialogue. Uh-huh. And I always remembered that. Yeah. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's wow, a good, that's, that's, that's a concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's someone like, which I know, you know, he's not very popular now, but Woody Allen, his movies were just incredibly good on dialogue. I mean, and I loved all of them, you know, and um, his movies were like, you know, they just kept talking and they weren't him, but you could hear a part of him. Some of his comments in it were like what he thought sometimes. Listen, I'm a huge Woody Allen fan, and I think, I think, I, I think his, uh, I mean, there were so many, but I mean, uh, you know, any well, I brought it up because I think he's a credible dialogue. Incre- and unfortunately, and, and, like for me, I, I'd rather not hear anything about their personal life. I don't want to hear anything. I just want them to write. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to know about the, that's why I don't, you don't either. You don't put a lot of personal things online. I don't either. So I think that's much yeah. better. Yeah. Nobody knows you. I mean, they know you from your writing. But they don't know you from all the things you put out. I I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know. I think with Woody Allen, I, I think everybody's different. You know, like like in terms yeah. of people getting well, whatever, Hollywood, canceled right. or Hollywood, whatever. Hollywood. And, and and yeah. you know, to me, I don't know with with all the stuff questions about Woody Allen. To me, a lot of it was still questions. I still didn't know what he. You know, I'm still not sure right. that he did it. You know, I just it it's just. A lot of it was. I, I agree. Clear. I agree with you. Right, right. And right. Bill, but I take him to Bill what Cosby he is. Cosby was. See, like yeah, Bill Cosby different. actually went to jail, so that's that's a whole that's different, different. That's a thing. whole different yeah. thing. Right. Exactly. But I, you I know, but agree, yeah. um, you know, like 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 this came up. Um, this is, and I'm actually writing something about something similar to this. I was thinking about it. Uh, it came up with like uh, uh, Roseanne too. So the Roseanne show was yep. always, you know, one of the most mm-hmm. popular shows around. And yep. then she made these comments that were controversial yep. and potentially yep. racial. And uh, right. and basically the show, you know, she was fired and the show was, they stopped running the show. Right. Um, and it, it's just, it is, a, it is a real question that, um, you know, can you, can, do you have to respect or like the person in their real life in order to enjoy them as a, yeah. You know, as an entertainment figure, and uh, I, I try and put a different. You know, I, I look. I think there are times when I find out something about somebody where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch that person because I think they're despicable. Right, but a right, lot of times, right. it's like I want to, I, I want to like, I want to see them on the screen and not necessarily relate exactly. to whatever is going on in their life. I don't you know? care what they do in their life. I just want their projects, whatever it is. If it's a series, if it's a movie, that's all I care about is what I'm watching. Because, well, you like a lot of TV. I do, too. So that matters to me. And I learn from TV because I listen to the dialogue. And sometimes when I'm watching somebody on TV, then I go, oh, and then I start writing dialogue for a scene that has nothing to do right. with them. It's something I thought of. You know, so for me, that's what audiobooks are, too. I love audiobooks. And because I like listening to things, I, you know, and I, that's what you do. That's how you write good dialogue because you're listening. To yeah. those things. Well, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I I've never gotten into audiobooks myself. I've tried it a couple of times because I know a lot of people like them. And, I love uh, it. My problem is I lose. I get distracted. You know, like like yeah. like my mind will kind of wander, and then I'll like I've missed you know like six lines. Of, right. Go, 
back, you know. Uh, but, uh, I <laughs> At least you can go back. Uh, just move it, right? Should try. This. I do like. But you know, the other person. I was going to say the other person that, you know, like we were talking about Woody Allen and Roseanne and the other person you think about like that. And you think about somebody like he's a great actor, and then you, but you'll never see them acting again is Kevin Spacey, you know. And, I yes. mean, you know, like, I know. like I'd love to go back. But he was now acquitted. He was acquitted. He was acquitted. Yeah, but he's never probably, you know, but he's still like you career. never see him they anymore. Yeah. And, and um, uh, I mean, you know, something like House of Cards was such a great show, you know, and, and, oh, and he, you know, he was fabulous. such a despicable character on it. And, yep. and then, uh, and, 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 and now he's, you know, he's just kind of gone from show business. So yep. yeah, stuff like that is, is always, um, is always a little difficult to, I find, to uh, He's a really good actor, with. and I yeah. certainly hope that they do something with him again. He had his own production company, too, I think. And, you know, this is the thing. House of Cards, that started the ball rolling for everybody watching the series. That's the first series mm-hmm. I I think I watched where I just, you know, I mean, everybody was Well, that was the was first of the binge, you know, like one of the right, first the of binge, the binges where you would... Right. And I couldn't even I couldn't going. even grasp the concept at first. Like like the, the the series would the new season would drop like on January 11th, I know. and you would sit and watch every episode. So by January 12th, you were ready for another season. You know, like you would right. just, you and would it was, just literally it's really watch good. It. And everybody and on I, that show was good, and it was just yeah. such a good show. And you know, the writing was wonderful. So it's really a shame, yeah, his you wife, know, to... The, was it yeah. Robin Wright, or whoever was his wife? Yeah, was great. Yeah, was great. Uh, and, uh, and, oh, yeah, all the people. Oh, there were just so but, many. But, oh. but I remember that, because I, I was working in an office, I was working at NBC then, and, and you would go to work, and you would... You would and uh, you know you you would have to shut people up because people had got had seen like if you watch six you know you watch six episodes <laughs> and somebody else had watched right. nine you know and they're like like right. don't don't tell me what's happening don't tell me what's right. happening right it's true <laughs> and uh, You're right. and uh, uh, and and then they also did the thing which was I remember remember like early, it's either the end of the first season or in the first episode of the second season where he where he murders the one of the stars who's like the young report the the woman reporter yep, for, yeah, the, the guy. for yeah. the newspaper yeah. oh and, god when he and threw it that was like stunning because she oh, was like oh my god no, she was like great. like a major part of the show it's something he pushes her in I front know. of the subway and kills her you're train. like did that just <laughs> happen know. is she really dead how yeah, could she be dead she's happen. one of the stars you I know, know. I know. See, that's the thing. But, you know, that's the part, you know, I mean, the dialogue, the, I liked it when he talked right to the screen. I loved it. When he was like, yeah, he yeah, did he something, he goes, oh, look what I did. <laughs> and because you write first person, so you must have liked that. You know, when he goes, look. Oh, at me. yeah. No, I, He's like, I, yeah. I, I'm a big first person. Uh, I know. I like first person know. Uh, in the books I read, too, you know, so uh, uh, I just Let's always feel like. for a minute. I wrote, a, I wrote a lot of questions when you were on you know, uh, Fran's show when I was listening. Okay, so I like, I actually like the way you described every, uh, kick-ass, okay? And I use badass, but now I'm going to use kick-ass because I love that. <laughs> you know, well, and that's you're just... Talking about the, you're, talking about the, you're talking about the way I describe Claire, right? Yes, Claire is kick-ass because I have a yeah, character funny. Regina I, Templeton, I called her badass, but kick-ass, oh, it's the best. I love that. Well, well this is funny <laughs> because, because did you see the... the did you see the piece I wrote? So I wrote a piece for this website, Criminal Intent, which I went, which is uh, five kick-ass women who inspired Claire Carlson. And the truth of the matter is, Marcia, that um, I originally had five badass women, and I changed it to kick-ass. Yeah. So maybe I guess you, I you must your mind must have been in mine somehow. You know? 
Yeah, because I love kick ass, you know, and mm. because that I, I, you know, and that's like a that is a good. There's even cosmetics called badass or something. I mean, it just shows you it's a power thing for a woman. It's you know, yeah. and it's it because power sometimes you just say oh she's powerful they go so what you know but kick ass that just says this woman can do it all. But she doesn't well, care. Badass is a little bit more a little bit more negative. A little, you know, you, badass is more like yeah, you're doing right, right, something that's true. like bad. And kick, kick ass, ass is, just is right. man, I'm getting stuff yeah. done. I'm you know, <laughs> I'm it. taking right. names and getting it done, you know. So I think it's a great tag word now, kick ass. Because it's right. wonderful. It just says a lot to me. I you know. I, I yeah. think you write you write her like I mean, like our you know, it's great because you know her already and you know what she's like. It's like you've been with her for all these years and well, you know the things yeah. she doesn't like and she does like and, you know, the well, age thing. You know, Fran and I did a show on age. Talk about age yeah. a little, about how you feel about that. Yeah. Because it's, so, it's a tough yeah. subject so for women. All this, all this, uh, all this fits in, uh, uh, you know, age and knowing the character yes. and all that. So I mean, the, good part of, the good part of knowing the character is that yeah you don't have to create her i mean i know claire the right. bad part is you've got to be careful because you know how much do you repeat stuff about her how much does she change if she changes too much then she's not the same character you know so you have to yeah you know there's there's a balance there but the age thing um and i don't know if you actually read broadcast blues yet i know you were but uh yeah i'm almost so done I'm, i was like, waiting for i i was waiting <laughs> Waiting for the audio book, I go. Oh, it's not coming right. out. Right, I knew so that's, I just, why, I, that's why I, I said I, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah. and I uh, loved all so, the dialogue in it. That's what I was looking at. You had, so you had a lot of dialogue. I think you had more dialogue than ever before. Do you feel it was more? Hopefully. I think it was a lot of dialogue. I love it. Well, the beginning, the beginning of Broadcast Blues, I start off with uh, Claire uh, approaching her fiftieth birthday, and you know, yeah. for a lot of us who are well past fifty, uh, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But if you remember when you wouldn't, when I remember when I was approaching fifty, it was a big deal, and it's especially a big deal for a woman in the media where being young and beautiful and stuff is really important. So, uh, so she does deal with age a bit in this in this book. Um, and it's the first time I think I've ever done it. I mean, she, I've had her in her forties and uh, now she's like approaching 50. Um, but if, you know, so this is the sixth book. If, if, uh, you know, you know, fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to keep writing them for many years. If that's, if that should happen the way, uh, you know, Michael Conley has done with Harry Bosch or, you know, Sue Grafton did with Kinsey Malone and people like that. Uh, you, you have to make a decision on the age thing, and it's uh, it's interesting. I just wrote a piece on this for some website because yeah. uh, every every turn off just handled it differently. Um, you know, I interviewed uh, Sarah Pereski uh, a while back, and we were talking about Vi Warshawski, uh, her yeah. you know famous detective who's been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, she's from Chicago. And, she's from Chicago. Right, that's right. And she she said that she basically decided to age her like one year for every decade, you know, so she's like sort of slightly (laughs) edging up because, you know, she said like nobody wants to read about her as like, you know, a a 75 year old woman because she's like, you know, getting fights and stuff like that. Um, And then I think, um, I think I'm pretty sure like Kinsey Malone from Sue Grafton was kind of, well, it was all set in the eighties. And I think she was kind of aged. I think she was, I think she was always like in her, 
30s, early 30s or whatever. But there are others, you know, like like um, the, the most significant being Michael Conley, who's been yeah. aging bots, you know, through the books. Um, and I'm reading the, the the current, I think the latest uh, Bosch book now, and uh, uh, it's, it's Bosch and, and also the Lincoln Lawyer combined. And Harry Bosch is like he's sick. He's taking you know you know chemo treatments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. very old. He's retired. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, uh, I know Robert Parker with Spencer. He was well, still look, like active, but he was older too. But we have a lot of stars now, thanks to Netflix and all these others that are aging, that, you know, Jeff Bridges, they have series, okay? And they're, they're very relevant now. I mean, look at Cher. She came out. She's got a new album. You know, then there's Jane Fonda. Mm. There's Lily Tomlin. There's, you know, uh, Martin Sheen. They're all back there now. So, like, 10, 20 years ago, these stars would be done. But now they're all out there, thanks to all of but the TV playing, shows. But a lot of them are playing different kind of roles, though. Like, an, you know, like somebody yes, who's an action, an action Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it is, it is interesting. But then there are people like, um, I mean, I think Tom Cruise Keanu is Reeves, he's 60. I mean, Keanu Reeves is 60. And he's still yeah, playing Yeah, and they're Rick, still John playing, Rick. you know, like, like action roles and stuff. So it's, yes, uh, they are, but, you know. But yeah, so so uh, so yeah. I, but I, you know, I mean, the age thing. I I do. I talk about it in this book because it sort of becomes interesting. I think to the plot of the book. But again, in general stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's a suspension of belief. It's fiction. Uh, I like Claire being kind of you know young enough to be running around and dating and vivacious and right. you know and having fun. And um, I don't I don't think I would ever get to the point where I had you know Claire's. Claire solving stories out of a senior citizen's home or something like no, that. No, no. Well, you know what? You don't have to, though, because, like, when they do series, and the series is like runs three years, the person didn't age that much. So they can keep going on week to week, you know, and be a little older, and it's not a bad thing. Like, I, the, the one year is a pretty good idea, you know, because when you're writing, you could – the thing about, like, scripts, when I first started writing scripts – I used to put the age, the color of the hair, because, you know, I thought that was a good thing. And then when stars read it, then I realized when stars read it, if you put the age and the color here, they don't see themselves playing the role. So I just took that out and it was much better because women have always been this way. I mean, and men, you know, men, they just say they age more gracefully sometimes and women. But I think now we have more role models that are older you know, and so I think it's kind of, it's not a bad thing because kids, well, I think like in my stories, I write younger and older people in the same book where they're having love at any age. So that became now something more, now they use that on a tagline on um, Amazon later in life and things like that because I think there is a huge audience out there for that kind of a book. But I also put young people in. So young, like like they do on the series. There's young and older people. So yeah. people of all ages watch a lot of these things, you know. So I think it, it's changed what, a little. One of the one of the criticisms I've gotten from some people, not all or a lot, but some people for the Claire character, and I'm never quite sure how to answer it, is that she's uh, a bit too uh, 
loose sexually. In other words, that she she sleeps around too much, you know. And uh, uh, this this seems to annoy well, that's some what people. people do now. And, that's what people do. Exactly. Now. Not, and, and I live in New York City, and I live with a lot of people who. That are, is what you know, people are, do. I know. And yeah, and and uh, and uh, uh, you know, so she's. And 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 that's a tricky thing too because you can't really well I guess you could I mean Spencer was with Susan Silverman all those years but it's very yeah, difficult time, to get yeah. her with somebody and have her live happily ever after because that takes a lot of the drama out of the story. It's kind of boring. Um, it's then. It's kind of boring if she's with one person. Yeah. There's no story. I mean, yeah, people are like, happy. You know, oh, let's not, just go to dinner tonight. <laughs> let's just go to dinner. Exactly. You know, and, uh, so yeah. generally, yeah. the guy she's with either breaks her heart or be, turns out yeah, to be a jerk or 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 maybe is like a bad guy himself it turns out or right. you know something yeah. doesn't work out yeah. and uh i've kind of had her uh you know uh pretty much every book she has a a, a different romantic interest or whatever um but i've never i've never i well i have carried one one of her characters over for a couple books but it's not somebody it's somebody she wants to have a relationship with but who's married so she can't really so that keeps up the drama and the mystery and stuff like that but uh that's that but i have had people that you know basically saying like like why does she sleep around so much you know why is she such a trap what if a man did right so when men do but what's the difference that's the thing. And believe yeah. it or not, women, look, at, I don't know. I don't watch usually the Bachelor shows, but we did watch the Golden Bachelor. I just because I write older characters, so I wanted to see. Right. So look at these women that were on there, okay? And the good thing about it, I thought, was a lot of some were 50, 60, whatever. And the good thing is that after being on the show, not, ever, not really being the one that was chosen, now it gave them uh, freedom to feel like, oh, I can go out there again and maybe get a guy, you know? And what's wrong with that if they're 60 or 70 finding someone so they're not alone, you know, and going out to dinner? So I think it's okay. So I think the way you're writing it, yeah, she's, but she's 50 and that's like nothing, you know? So she could go out with any kind of guy and look at, look at Cher. I think she's going with a young guy for years now. Oh, she always had, yes. You know, it happens, right. Yes. And, you know, Um, right. And, that's the thing I look at now because a lot of the stars are getting older that are still popular. Well, you know, you know, with 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 Claire, you know, as you were saying this, it suddenly dawned on me. I hadn't really thought about this this much, but when we were talking about describing characters and all yeah. that, um, uh-huh. I don't know that I've ever really described specifically what Claire looks like. And I'm not even sure I know what Claire looks like. What yes. I have said is that <laughs> I've made clear she's very attractive because she obviously, yes. you know, like men are attracted to her and they try and pick her up and all that. So she's clearly a very attractive looking woman. But, I, you know, I've never really done like, you know, she's five foot seven. She's got bright red right, hair. She got, weighs right, 110 right. pounds. I've never done that. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, and I think it's important that they just picture. A lot of times, women like to picture themselves as a character, which I didn't realize well, myself. It. And but it is true. That's now. It. I, I've heard that. Didn't you? Don't you? When like when you uh, when you uh, when you when I like if I'm reading a book or something, I'll yeah. um, not just myself, but like if I'm reading, you know, whatever. Harry Bosch or or or, you, you or kind Cynthia Malone or whatever. You I have like my own vis- vision of what exactly. that person looks like in my head. Right. And and I right. and and one of the things that can become a little disconcerting is 
when something like that goes to the screen, uh, it's yeah. never the person's never what you think they were going to be. And that happened right. to me with the yeah. Harry Bosch. So Bosch, you know, had all these books by Michael Kindly, and then the Bosch series comes out, which is a great series. And the guy who plays Bosch is really, really good. But when he first came on, I was like, that's not here. That's not the way I see Harry Bosch, you know. But right. then eventually you get, you get used to it. It's like and a then, blind date. You know, a it's, like, people, it's a blind date, kind of. If you, now you can yeah, see people on the Internet or you can do a FaceTime. But years ago, and, if you were fixed up with someone and you talked to them, oh, you kind of liked them and then you thought of them in a certain way and then you went right. on a blind date. And you go, oh, really? This is not him. This is what they look like. It's not that the person, well, you know, that's what I it think, wasn't even I think the look, people, it was just that you weren't what they expected. Right. I think that's why a lot of people gave such criticism to Tom Cruise when he first played the Jack Reacher role, because, you know, that, that wasn't the image of Jack Reacher. Uh, I mean, the guy who's playing it now, uh, Alan, uh, I'm, I'm, whatever his last name is, they, you know, he's great. They're both great. Uh, but he looks yeah. like what you think Reacher would be, this big, tough guy. And uh, there were a lot of people that didn't like Tom Cruise in the role, even though Tom Cruise is a great actor and is great in the role because it, it didn't fit the image of what Reacher should look like. Um, but I've, I'm guilty of that, like I say, a lot of times, too. I'll, I'll see yeah. somebody on the screen, and uh, that's why, in many ways, it's more fun to just read them in the books because you can you can imagine them any way you want to imagine them. That's what I think. I want, now, this is a question I wanted to ask you. So I think for a lot of people it's hard to pick names out. So oh. how did you <laughs> – it is hard, isn't it? So I'm, I'm growing because I, I deal with this all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I am <laughs> I really bad at this. Uh, uh, I, uh, I Honestly, I was thinking about this. So when I wrote the first book in the Claire Carlson series, which became the first book, uh, I I wrote it like with three different characters. So the first character was not Claire Carlson. It was – another name of a TV reporter. Then I had her as a different kind of reporter with a different name. Um, I mean, then I'll tell you the names I had. I had one was, um, one was Jenny McKay, who I'd done some books about in the past. The other was uh, Molly, Molly, Molly McQuillan, I think I'd called her. And, and so I kept writing these different things. And then finally I decided, Oh, I, I got to change the character again. I honestly yeah. don't know how I came up with the name Claire Carlson. I don't, I literally great cannot name. tell you. And it's it just like it's just like okay, whatever. And um, uh, uh, but you know, names are very, very difficult for me to do. So what I tend yeah. to do when I'm writing a book is I just put like any name down, like 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 I'll you know you know Jack Smith or Tom Flannery or somebody. I'll just put a yeah. name down, you know, for for when I'm doing. Yeah. It. Because if I start thinking about the right name, then I'll just get bogged down in the book. So what I do is I have all these names in the book. Sometimes I change the name as the book is going along for the same character, yeah. and then uh, and then and then I go back and decide like you know. And then there are all sorts of issues with names. I mean that's why I groaned when you opened this topic up, Marsha, because like one yeah. of the things with you have a lot of characters in a book. One of the things I try and avoid is. We certainly don't want any of the names to sound alike, but I'm even careful, like that they don't start with the same letter. So if you have, I know that. if you I have know. somebody yeah. named Malloy, you don't really want somebody yeah. named Murphy. You know what I mean? It's just it gets a little confusing, and so I I spend a lot of time, you know, working working on on names. And the result of all this, like I said, is because I just put a name down and I keep changing it through the book. Is by the time the book is ready to turn in. 
I sometimes will have missed some of the names, and I'll, I'll have left the yeah. name in that was wrong. And I, you know, I've had my agent call me up and she'll say, "Well, this, you know, this is good, but, but who is, uh, who is Bill McGilligatty? You know, and I, and I go, "Oh, that's <laughs> right, he was supposed to be somebody else." You know, uh, but I, 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 you know, I actually have a book here that somebody gave me, a friend gave me, which is like, like every possible name for every ethnic thing you could do, and. I, sometimes yeah. I've tried to refer to that, but it's it's very difficult. And the other thing is you don't you don't want to make the name sound like it's a made up name. You want it to be, you know, you want it to be like a real sounding name, but you also want a little bit different than than you know like like yeah. like a man's name. You don't want everybody named Tom or Bill or you know, right. you know kind of real common right. names. You want you want to have I don't know a, a Dale or you know just different kinds of names in there. Um, but uh, it's a it's it is hard for people, and I think it matter it, it does matter though. I mean, like I, you know, for me, once I make the name, if I change it, I kind of still revert back. Like when I change the title, you know, the publisher I use, she says, you know, every time you do that, then you still refer to it the same name. So just leave it. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to change Grand Central Station, but I refer to it is that all the time in my head. It started as a screenplay, and I go, I just, the name was okay for a screenplay, but I made it into a book, and I shouldn't have, but in my head, when I'm going to be talking about it, it's, that's who it, what it is already, so I try to get past that, because well, it is, once you get, it's like a person, a name of a book, or whatever, it's, it's that to you, you know, it's what you it's, thought it's, when you wrote it. It's, it's really important too, you know, uh, I mean, you look at some of the, the, you know, the names of like, like Harry Bosch is really, you know, whatever the, the name of the painter, Hermitry, I can't pronounce it, Bosch, you know, uh, Spencer is not the way you would spell Spencer, it's with an S, you know, uh, yeah. uh, it's, you know, stuff like that is, it is important, but, but also in the, in the side characters, uh, I have another publisher that publishes some of my books in England and under a different name, Dana Perry, and uh, Dana Perry, they're yeah. very big on uh, making sure the name kind of fits. So like, like yeah. I have a character and she's having a romance with some guy and I don't know, he's called, you know, Eric or something. And they'll be like, well, you know, we talked about it here in the office. We don't think that's a, yeah. you know, a particularly, you know, we want yeah. something a little sexier to name. And like, and at one point they literally had a poll of the women in the office to come up with the sexiest name. And, you know, so they, they come back with something, I don't know, Sean <laughs> or something, you know, and, and because they feel that, that that's the kind of thing a reader would relate to. I'm, I'm only relating this to show that it is important, you know, uh, again, you know, if you, if you have a, if you ha- if you have her in love with a guy named Joe Smith, I mean Joe Smith could be really interesting, but I think it's a lot harder to make him interesting than somebody with a, yeah. a more intriguing yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and it is I, for me, you know, right? And, and it matters a lot for me. It really, it just does, you know. But you know, and I heard what you said, which uh, you know about you write about New York because that's where you're from, you know, where you live, and so it yeah. works for you, you know. Like I, I tried to not do Chicago all the time, but I did something in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and then now I think I might bring them back because I don't feel it. And then I said, oh, okay, then I'll make a map, and I'll, I'm not a map, well, I'll make a whole design of a new place where I could go because I don't see it in my head. So when I look on, like if I'm on Michigan Avenue or in Chicago, I see it when I'm writing it, but I don't see this Lake You know, I didn't see it. Uh, I, so you see yeah, where I you are. I think that's to me it's very important uh you know yeah, to come and yeah. it comes through in the writing the authenticity I mean the same way that yeah. 
you know, Chandler, Raymond Chandler wrote about Los Angeles. It was like you you felt that this man lived and yeah. Los, yeah. you know, L.A., Philip Marlowe. And um, uh, that's uh, – to me, that's really, really important. Uh, so I never write uh, anywhere – I never set my books anywhere that I haven't been. So, you know, most of the yeah. Claire books are in New York. Uh, I did this series for uh, – uh, with the Dana Perry name, and they wanted, to, they wanted me to go to a small town somewhere. And um, and I couldn't, you know, I tried to find some small, you know, I didn't want to just. Yeah, I, I know, I get it. That's what's something. happening. And, <laughs> you know. and yeah, and I, it's so happening. I picked, so I, you know. every summer I, I vacation in uh, a small town on Martha's Vineyard off, you know, Cape Cod called Oak Bluff. So I decided, all right, well, I'm going to set it in a town just like there on Martha's Vineyard. Because again, I knew the, the territory. Um, right. And so that's what I do when, when, when I write, um, if I have to have Claire go somewhere like L.A. or something, yeah. I always have her go someplace that I've been because uh, I've been to right. L.A. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I go to a conference in New Orleans, I might have a scene in New Orleans because I've been there. But I never, I never write about uh, areas that I don't know because I just feel that uh, I can't do as good a job with it. Well, your books read like a movie which is, that's why I could read them. I, I find it difficult a lot of times to read books because I you know, yeah. I like audio, as I said before, but your books read like, like, that's right, like how you talk or it reads, you know, it's a fast read because you've got a lot of dialogue and I'm not bogged down with all the, you know, the, the different places that the people are or the room, what color the wallpaper is, you know, I, that for me, right. so I, your books are easy to read. I like that, you know, in, in my, you know, I like to read that. It's an easier read, but it reads like the screen. I've told you this before. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's very hard to get books into movies. We tried oh, yeah. for years yeah. when I had Michigan Avenue Media. It's very difficult. But your books read that way. I mean, it seems to me if they would just, you could do a whole series with that. If they would just, if you had the right person looking at it. But that's what yeah. happens. Oh, it's yeah. very well, difficult. I'm, I'm available if anybody in Hollywood wants to do yeah. it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, a lot of that comes, uh, Marsha, from my ground as a, in in as a tabloid journalist because most of my life I did right. work at NBC for the last few years but right. most of my life was at the New York Post the Daily News and Star Magazine which yeah. were you know the ultimate tabloids and the whole point right. of the tabloid is you tell a story quick you know you don't mess around you're boom you're in you're right. out and uh, right. and and I think I bring uh, when I started writing books. Um, one of the problems I had to deal with was I literally moved too fast. You know, in other words, like like in a, in a, in a tabloid store, you put everything in the lead, but you can't put everything on the first page right. of a mystery. And like they, they would say to me, they're like, you kind of got to slow down. You're like, you're like just racing through. And because that was what my mindset yeah. would be. Um, that's what they, that, with, right. I remember that. Right. With my scripts, that's what I remember one time Ed Asner called the office and they liked one of my scripts. But he said, you, you're, it's too fast at the end. You ended it too fast. You have to move it slower a little, you know. And he said he liked the script, but it just, I was, like you're saying, done too fast. He wanted more of it, yeah. you know, at the end. But maybe that's how you talk, too. You're, you're a fast talker like I am. Right. Maybe that's just how we think, you know, because some people well, don't think well, that way. 
No, and when, so when I when I write too, I have a basic concept when I'm writing a book, and you you may share you know the same kind of thing when you're writing. But my basic concept when I'm writing a book is I'm trying to write the kind of book that I would want to read. You know, I'm not trying right. to write the kind of yeah. book that the New York Times would want to read or or somebody yeah. else or something or some kind. I'm just like okay, if I could write a book that I would like when I'm writing Claire, it's like I like Claire, right. she's fun, and I just like yeah. to think okay, if I like this character, there's going to be other people like me who like her, you know. And that's that's, right. that's pretty much the concept I do. I, I I try and write the, you know, like what kind of book would I want to read? And that's right. what I try and write. I don't I don't write a book that, that, you know, that I would not want to read. And so if right. I had to pick one overall approach I do when writing a book, that, that that's probably it. Yeah, and I think, you know, and, and that's one of the things, that you have to like what you do. And I keep telling, because a lot of new people listen to my show. And, you know, uh, I treat all authors the same, and I think people need to give people a chance out there and maybe read some of their books or listen to them. If, you know, and a lot of times Amazon just puts, you know, everybody's looking at the stars and the numbers, and it's so, it really is very hard for people starting out to, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, uh, rejection slips from the past, and I know what that's like, but I think you have to get used to that. But, you know, I think a lot of these newer writers, they're not used to that. They want everybody to say, oh, this is perfect, you know, and if they get a bad review, they won't, you know, write again. And I, that's why I do my shows. I want well, them to keep you know, writing. It's like it's something. I mean, you know, it's yeah. part of the deal. Yeah. You have to, I mean, look, and all of us, I mean, I can get, I can have, uh, and I've been very lucky, but I, I can have like, you know, generally my books will be between four and five stars, you know, on Amazon, and, yeah, I, and yeah. most people are like raving about it. But I can have 49 people with giving me four or five stars, and if I have one right. person that gives me one star and says it's terrible, that really hits you, you know, and you kind of got to like, yeah. that one is yeah. more important almost than all the others. And you got to, you just got to, um, yeah, you got, I mean, you're never going to have everybody that likes and right. none of it won't even make any sense i mean the, the the craziest review i ever got once was somebody who did a review of one of my books and said well the worst part of this is that belsky clearly has no idea what goes on in a, in a newsroom and i was like okay wait a minute. you can say something already i've been like my entire life in the newsroom how in the yeah, world could you say that but um but it, it no, is and of course I, the, the I other agree with you. that's ridiculous you know, I had one when I wrote The Holocaust Survivor, but it was word for word. I mean, I wrote her exact story that she told me. And one of the reviews said, I didn't know what I was talking about. I should have maybe researched what I was doing. I go, okay, <laughs> but this was her story. It's a memoir, you know? Yeah, so yeah, that's, those yeah. kind of reviews are ridiculous. Like for you, I mean, if she would have looked at your bio, she would have seen what you, because it's in your bio, what you did. Yeah, it's just it's just there are people. It's not like a shot. You know, it's just yeah. It's just it's like I say. It's just a lot of it is uh, is yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just unfair. And but you, the, you know the one thing around. that I've never done, and and they everybody tells you you should never in a million years do is you should never, uh, you know, you should never get you should never answer them. You should never get on and debate them. No, or anything, right, it's, just, it's, it. a, it's a it's it's a it's a it's pointless uh, it's pointless thing to do. So. But yeah. I've been, you know, right. I I've like it when I don't know people. Don't you like it that you don't know? I like it when I get reviews from people I don't know. I really want that. I don't care. I'd rather have reviews from people I don't know. I don't want right. them to give me a review because they know me. Right. I want them yeah. to read it and 
give me what they really feel. So that I well, like. My favorite you review. Know. My favorite review is when, and this happens, you know, with this book too. What is when somebody goes on Amazon or whatever and says, "Wow, I've never heard of this writer before. This is the first time I've ever read one of his books, but now I'm going to go get yeah. more of them." You know, That's like good. so somebody That's has a great review. review. You know. Which is uh, yeah. which is uh, great fun. I do want to take a second before we get off to talk about my other uh, my other author I life. Wonder, I definitely want to Perry. talk to you about the way you did the three series. I wanted you to talk about that because that's yeah. something so, new so, that you haven't done before. Yeah. So so uh, you know, Broadcast Blues is the, the book that's out now, and uh, yes. that's the Claire Carlson, and that's under my name, R. G. Belsky. But um, I've also done well four books so far, and uh, uh, and more coming uh, under the pen name of Dana Perry, and these are done for a company called Bookature. It's out of London, but they have you know distribution all through the U.S. Mostly online and mostly Audible, very heavy Audible online yeah. you know coverage, um, and um, so I have three books. I've written three thrillers for them that are going to be coming out in April of this year. Uh, and they feature a woman named uh, Nikki Cassidy, who new character, Nikki Cassidy, who's a yeah. FBI agent who like chases serial killers. So the unusual part about this book is, so I was I was contracted to do three books in the series, and the normal way would be that you know they put out the first book in April and then they'd wait a year or six months, then come out with the second book and wait another year or six months and come out with the third book. That would be the traditional publishing way to do it. Right. Uh, but then they, they first they called me, they said to me, said, well, we're going to do this a little different. We're going to come out with a book a month. We're going to come out one April, one in May, one in June. That way people can, you know, can, you know, can, can, can who like the book can go to the next book. Very right. Quickly. They don't, they don't have, have to wait for a long time. And right. I, I thought that probably was pretty crazy, but I was, you know, it's not my call. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then they idea. called me back and they said, and they said, well, we decided not to do that. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God. Oh, really? <laughs> and they said, instead, we're going to release them all simultaneously. Oh. So, and there is, a, there is a logic behind this, which is I all think it's three a great books idea. are going to be released at the same time. And the idea yep. is, and they are sequels, like one leads kind of to the other where there's going to be like a hanging ending. So the, the idea is that people, when they finish one book, can go right to the other book and you know it's it's very similar to binge watching on amazon or netflix so that when you finish the episode you might not want to go to another episode but suddenly it's you know it's saying in 10 seconds we're going to go to the next episode and then you find yourself watching the next episode you know how it is with tv yep, shows yes yeah and i, I think the hope is to do this with uh with the book but it's it's a little intimidating because so in april i'm going to have three books come out under my name dana perry they're all going to be at the same time uh and uh you know it's like a thousand pages of my writing and it's all going to go out in one big shot you know but uh, i think it's a great idea i think it's a good idea because people like that and this keeps them especially because it's another name for you and i think that's a good thing you know and then naturally that'll be the first one and you really need to read these in order because they are they are like one is a sequel to the other and then the third so you'd have to start so the first one is going to be called uh the, the first one is called the nowhere girls and uh, so if you read that, and then it'll tell you, I'm sure, how to read the next one of the next one. And, uh, yeah, because so we'll Amazon see. does that. They April. have all three. Amazon does that now where there, if there's three that are the same kind of series, they yeah, put yeah. something like a picture, and then they can see that it's all together. Right. And I think people well, these, like that. So 
That'll be these, great. I'm going to have you on in April. I'll send you some dates. We can yeah, talk absolutely. About it these books, uh, okay. these books are not. Uh, they're they're about ready to go on presale. They haven't gone up on Amazon yet, so yeah. uh, you can't find them yet. But you should very soon. I would think within. Well, the I next assume they'll have period. Audible quick. Certainly before audible the end of the month. Things. Yeah, and they're very big on Audible, okay. so you'll be able to get Audible. I mean, I love Audible. It, and, I know. Yeah, I mean, they did the automobile version quite a while ago. So, uh, oh, good, good. So they're okay, very good. big on uh, they're very big on. Uh, I so, so keep an eye on Amazon, and probably within, uh, certainly by the end of the month, that that'll they'll be up there. And by the way, I want to just add one thing. I, I was very thrilled by with Broadcast Blues. It's the first time in my life that I can know of that I ever got uh, that little tag. This is editor's pick for Broadcast Blues oh, on Amazon. Oh, great. So, yeah, so I'm I'm told that what happens is they read the mysteries and if they find one they really like they tag on. Oh, and, that's great! Uh, I got to figure that's got to help, you know, somehow. But uh, I've never I've never had that before, so I was really it's great. Really it's happy. Very, to listen, see it's that. a very yeah. tough market now. It's a really tough market now. There are so many yeah. authors, you know, and so many authors shouldn't be there, but they are, you know. And there's nothing anybody can do. They just have to keep writing and enjoying it. You love, you love what you do. And that's really the most important thing. I well, think. I like to write. That, I like I wrote. I've written pre- during long years when I wasn't even being published. You know, because I just like right. to write. You know, some well, people like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's 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 enjoyable. I mean, if if I, I'd probably be writing. Yeah, for I'll always be writing, even if I'm not. You know, right. publishing books. Right. And um, uh, I mean, I have. You know, I so broadcast blues is the twenty first book I've been published it shows how many books i've done and then when i do these three in april will be 24 which sounds like a lot but what people don't understand is i got i got i got a lot of other books sitting around in my house that never got published because they never got to that point you know it isn't like i've only written 24 i've probably written twice that many but uh, right those so are you might you might want to consider someday listening to your friend vincent zandry he's publishing well, a book I, every I, minute I, as I, we're talking as we're I, talking I, I, he's probably got five books well, what I what I what I do a lot is I uh, I I I don't know if it's the right word, but I plagiarize myself. In other words, I'll find some old book that I wrote that never got published, and I'm writing Claire, yeah. and then I'll take chunks of it and put it in the Claire because I go, oh well, this actually works for Claire, you know. Yeah, and, I know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so what? Uh, for and, nothing. And so when, never for nothing. When you read the Claire book, it's all about a, a, a private detective, woman private detective. Who who, cha- who chases cheating husbands who gets murdered? That's the beginning of the book. Rich well, ones, that character rich was people, originally rich people, going to be another book, bill- and I decided to billionaires. Yeah, billionaires. Yeah, yeah, right. It's always fun to read about rich people. I think I write rich oh, people I, all the time. They're, they're so easy targets, you know, because you read yeah. all about Milton <laughs> Musk and Jeff Bezos and everybody, and that's just yeah. mm-hmm. and everybody hates rich people for some reason, and uh, so it it just becomes. You know, it yeah. becomes an easy target. So uh, I yeah, think there's it's a good the, one. It's a good. Time. I yeah. think if anybody wants to really know how to write great dialogue, read your books because, or Thank listen you. to them on audio. Because honestly, this is a way that people they cannot write. This is a big problem for a lot of people. And you write yeah. great dialogue. It's the banter back and forth that you see on TV that's good. So I think, and your characters well, don't sound you. alike. And it's wonderful. I love the dialogue. 
But I, th- I think that I think probably one of the reasons for that is like what we said is that I I really yeah. enjoy writing the dialogue. Is I think if I didn't really yeah. like it, it probably wouldn't. Uh, I just think that's important. So if you're if yeah. if somebody's trying to write and they're sort of forcing the dialogue, I think it's not going to work. Uh, so no, it's, it's, well, yours is natural. Try and, I yeah. try and try. I just like I say. I have people around me talking all the time, uh, and uh, I just try and but capture you like some to of talk. that in the dialogue. That helps. Me too. I like to talk. So that's why your characters yeah. talk. Because you talk. You know, I yeah. talk to myself and, too while I'm writing. That's exactly. You know, exactly. Writing. I do too. And, and like <laughs> I said, right. one of the greatest, greatest compliments I've yeah. ever had is, is what people say, like, you know, she sounds a lot like you. And I go, okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's okay. That's good. That's good. It, no, that, it really matters, I think. So, uh, you know. So I, you'll call, I'll send you some dates for April, and we will have another show. We should do one of those Hollywood. You know, I keep I sent you a few things to yeah, watch. Yeah, we haven't, you know, we so haven't talked about we haven't talked about Reacher and all these other shows that are the, out there. Now. Yes, so, we should. Yeah, do, we'll do that. You know, yes, we'll do it next time. Well, for, we'll do it next time. We'll add both. Okay, so I right, thank you yeah. so much. I hope you do really well, and I hope the uh, bookstores. You know, listen, I saw I said we scheduled for you that book. Uh, signing? Did they reschedule it? Yeah, well, we're, it hasn't been yet, but we're going to pick another date. So yeah. okay, so, so then, so you know, anybody, I'll, and, I'll I, and again, it. listen. So I'll I have a it. website, www.rgbelsky.com, right? And any updates on that or anything else, I'll and you know, on, right. And I, when I see yours, I post it in Michigan Avenue all the time. So I will Great. post, you know, I'll post it there. And so, all right, everybody, take care and stay well. All right, you too, Marcia. Thank, Thank you. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye bye.